Welcome to a journey of profound discovery. Calibrate yourself with us. Thank you for joining us today. We are here in the third episode of Calibrate Yourself. My name is Erika de la Vega, and I'm happy to be with this. Let me introduce them, please. We have here Alejandra Llamas. She's a best-selling author and a personal empowerment expert. She is the founder of the MMK Institute, where she teaches comprehensive education in empowering oneself and their environment. Hello, Alejandra. Hi, Erika. It's great to see you again. Me too. And here I am ready to learn as Dr. Pepe Bandera. He's a gastroenterologist. He's an author also and a MMK coach in, Mexi in Mexico City. How are you, Pepe? I'm very happy to be here. How is everybody? Well, let's see how is Great. Diego Barrazas. He's a content strategy and business consultant and has one of the most popular podcast in Latin America called Dementes. Diego is in Monterrey, Mexico. How is how are you, Diego? Great. How are you guys? Ready? We are ready are to learn. Ready? Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Well, Erika, but you you have to tell us something about yourself. Well, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here in Miami. I'm a broadcaster and I'm a TV host. And I have a podcast also not as known as uh, Diego's. But yet. <laughs> yet. yet. <laughs> but it's called En Defensa Propia. There is a space where I speak with uh, women about reinvention and our process of, and transformation in in our life in different uh phases of our life so i think we are all in the uh, in the in the same um search of um, learning learning to found ourselves or maybe reconnect with ourselves so today we are going to talk about the language <laughs> The language that for me is not so important as like meditating or like journaling or being grateful, but learning of Alejandra, of the way we, we speak and the power of the words, I'm, I'm have, now I'm conscious, maybe it's really important how you communicate with the world, right? Yeah, I think it's very interesting because... I think for lots of us that we grew up in Latin America, we see that there's a tendency for us to create a way of being, uh, a worldview, not only as individuals, but as communities or as countries. So we can see this going on in Mexico, but also uh, America has a worldview. And this worldview is integrated by a type of language of conversation and gives out different results in our lives as individuals and as countries and then as humanity. For me, it was very interesting when I learned that like a few years ago, maybe 40 years ago for the human experience, very a very short time, that we realize that language was not only descriptive, descriptive of, our, of what we see and what we judge. We thought that as we said something, 
became the truth and a reality. A judgment was what it was. This is ugly, this is pretty, this is right, this is wrong, selfish, this is correct, this is incorrect. We were not um, seeing that as we spoke, we were generating a way of life, an emotional state. And we, will, we were establishing a future for us. So great linguistics started studying the power of language and they taught us that language was not only descriptive, but generative. That means that every time we're talking, every word we choose, everything we believe as true, everything that we, as we agree with other people or with ourselves, we are creating the future, what is possible, what's not possible, our emotional state, the recurrence of either our failures or our success. They taught us that we live around language. Language becomes the context and the experience in which we live our lives. And for me, that was a great eye-opener because I realized that the language that I was living in, that I was submerged in, that I had permeated from my childhood, was a language that was very weak, that was often taking me to big dramas, that was out of contact of reality, that was um, not bringing me the results that I wanted, that I was creating a habit of depression, of anxiety, of lots of control. And I didn't realize until that moment that I was really defined by language and my identity, my possibilities, even seeing myself as a woman was established through my language. So I decided to break away, explore everything that I had chosen to believe, to all my thoughts, everything that I had been submerged on and in some time, uh, in some stage of my life I had agreed to, even though I right now I didn't remember, but it was creating results in my life. So the invitation today is to see if you can share with me times when you saw something in your language, you destroyed it because you destroyed a limitation and you either released out of that language. And I don't think that we can only live in language. I think that we can live in a state of consciousness more um, on the side of wisdom and uh, your own intuition that doesn't lean, uh, need a definition of language. And now you can see yourself out of all that conditioning. What has been your experience with this? I have one really clear one, which was the adding the word yet at the end of things. Actually, we just did it before. Uh, instead of saying, oh, I, I, I don't know how to cook yet. I don't know. I'm not a good father yet. And just adding that little thing on the end helps me open a, 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 a sea of possibilities instead of, of being a limitation and, and a set thing. 
In my case, cooking, I will never use the word yet. <laughs> never. I, th I think that what Diego just said is very, very interesting. Yes, because it, it opens possibilities. And what you're doing is bringing a, a possibility to what you're saying, which I hope one day Erika will have us over for dinner with her own cooking. It's like what, Delivery. I, I would say, <laughs> it's like, I like saying when I was young, Er, <laughs> so I'm establishing young. Er. young. But uh, but what happens is I remember about I don't know it was about 16 years ago. A good friend of mine said to me in a casual conversation that words bear meaning to life, and that stuck to me. That stuck mm -hmm. really hard. And I said, you have to choose your words properly and to create. Like Alice said, and I probably didn't realize it then the way I'm realizing it now. But what she said then has been like a guiding light through all the, throughout all these years. And I've realized that more than just words, it's the language, the conversation that we're keeping that I've tended to drift away from. And me, like Ale, or you guys, you probably identify yourself with the way we were brought up. I don't want to be in that conversation anymore. I've decided to move away from that. So mm -hmm. I guess it's all the choosing we do with the conversation internal and, and outspoken that we're having at, all the time. But let me ask you something. Yeah, we're talking about the language and the communication we have with ourselves or with others, because um, maybe it's the same thing or not. What what had happened to me lately is that I have a very negative conversation with myself. Mm -hmm. I think that it permeates. I think that the inner conversation, the inner dialogue ends up projecting in your relationships and either if you're seeing a reality of possibilities or a reality that is in a way attacking you and then you're reacting to that with your inner dialogue. So I think that you cannot give in the outside when you're not giving to yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting to see that in a way, if you're not being loved with yourself, if you're not being accepting, if you're not being um, embracing who you are, you're going to start to be a far with a with the persons in well with the people outside of you because you are needing that in a way when you're not giving it to yourself uh, but if you give it to yourself then you become more loving to the outside because you see yourself as whole and complete so inner conversations and outer conversations either construct something or destroy something and it's just your perspective because you're always complete but that perception is becomes a great illusion that we tend to think that is a reality of who we are or our relationships or our environment and if sorry guys but if i alejandra if each of us has our own um perspective, our own communication, our own reality we create, how we can understand the, the conversation with other people. Like, if you know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, if, if I find my own reality and I construct it around me and Pepe has his own, Diego has his own, and how can we like merge all mm -hmm. our visions or, or okay. of our reality? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So in relationships, we're either established by judgment, but I think that your thinking 
creating a judgment of how you're reacting or what you're doing in your life or acknowledging what you just did that I'm going to have a handicap to go into your worldview. When I acknowledge that, I move my judgments that become another barrier and move into curiosity because I know I cannot understand you. I can't. And I cannot judge you because the judging is only my own projection. It says more about me than about you. So if I want to connect, I'll need to ask. And when I ask, what happens is that the other person goes into insight because the other person is also very blind to her or to him because sometimes we're just entangled with our beliefs and we're in our thoughts and even though we're acting on them that doesn't mean that we are in clarity can, can we set like examples for this just to mm -hmm. illustrate yeah well maybe um maybe i send you a whatsapp and you and some of you people don't um respond and I go into judgment and then I go, well, maybe they're not interested. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't want to do this or maybe they don't like me more or maybe, and I take, start to take it personal. Is that a real message you're, you're, no, but, no, you're because, sending? No, because you're all saying yes. <laughs> but no, but, but that could be a common uh, possibility. Right now, everybody's, uh, we are using technology right now to communicate. So it's very easy to, create interpretations around technology because you, you you interpret your own worldview so if you're assuming something if you're assuming that's that what we do with our judgments it's functional to go into curiosity and ask what is going on with you are you interested in doing this or are do you want to connect or but not assuming and moving into trying to understand that the other person also has a worldview that is constructed by beliefs, emotions, um, thoughts, the influential of culture. And so, most of this worldview for a person that has not done inner work is going to be settled on fear and reaction. And we have to be compassionate to that. I think there's a trick there that is quite interesting because sometimes I think our ego plays into that. For example, because I've applied it. Mm -hmm. Let's say somebody doesn't reply to my WhatsApps because that's a common thing. And I see, see two check marks, two blue check marks. And you're like, damn, why isn't this person replying? I've already read it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're curious, like, why are you not replying? The other person might view it as a confrontation. But that makes me realize that it's their thing. It's their problem. It's within their, their, their realm, their own realm, not mm -hmm. mine. But I'm being curious. Is why are you not answering? And, that, and you have to be open to whatever um, reply they have to whatever you're asking. Exactly. So what I wanted to share with you guys today are a few techniques that can help you bring insight to your relationships and to your inner dialogue. I love techniques. <laughs> for that, before that, could you could you explain the difference or the, the classifications of of the types of language we use? Because I, I see there there are assertions and there are uh, declarations. Do those work? 
Yes, of course. Um, so um, we're gonna, I'm going to connect that with a, a technique. So with the, okay. the, the facts that this, this information comes from a great book, if you guys are interested or anyone that's hearing, it's called The Language and the Pursuit of Happiness. It's a great book from the Chalmer brothers that talk about four ways that we can use speech to bring clarity, harmony, power to our relationships and also to our business. So if you guys, if this has open, opens up a possibility for you and you want to go deeper into this, all this subject that is for me, is fascinating, you could go and read that book. But what, 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 what happens to us is that we tend to use a word, the word should. She shouldn't do that. They shouldn't do that. My son shouldn't, my wife shouldn't, this shouldn't have happened. This, the word should puts you in war with other people and with reality. This virus shouldn't have happened. This sickness shouldn't have happened. So every time that you use the word should, you're out of your power and you think that the other person needs to change or reality needs to change in order for you to recover your power, your happiness, and your peace. So what you've done through language is projected your peace, projected your ability to respond because there's a distortion with the should. With the should, you think something outside of you needs to change or needs to be different, but what you're really reclaiming is your peace. So once you release the should and you hold on to your peace once again, you don't care what's going on outside because at the end of the day, what you wanted was your peace. And you thought that that person or that situation for some reason took it away. You didn't realize it was through your language. So this is where the speech of acts come. When you're in a should situation with someone or with a circumstance, identify two things. One, is this a reality like the coronavirus or, or sickness or death? As Byron Katie says, fight with reality and you'll lose 100% of the time. Am I fighting something that already is? So my possibility is not a should, is a, an acceptance. Every time that I accept something, I transform it because I transform the language into bringing my power back and asking, who do I want to be? What is possible now? If this is the reality, how can I make it work for me? And that is very powerful. Alejandra, you know what? That, that scares me because it can be confusing like between resignation mm -hmm. or the way you are proposing that we should think. Uh -huh. So resignation, it's, that's a great question. Resignation, uh, still... Uh -huh. I said should. <laughs> Thank you, Diego. Thank you for pointing it. Uh, do you want to say it again? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that, that, that it's it should, the word that you're saying that, that when we say that we should uh -huh. do something uh -huh. or you should, we're putting ourselves in the, in the, yes. um, how is it? 
you know what I'm trying to say, whatever. Yeah, like in <laughs> blah, a victimhood, blah, blah. like in a victimhood uh-huh, mode. Exactly. Uh-huh. Because when, <laughs> when you're in a victimhood mode, you don't feel power. You feel that you don't have a saying, whatever's going on. So it's what we're learning, what we're understanding is that our power is on being the creator of the level of consciousness uh, that we're going to embrace to relate to reality. So let's say coronavirus, it's a reality. Mm-hmm. We cannot we change like it, it or not. Yeah. Uh-huh. So either you resign uh, from a place of judgment, of fighting it, or just feeling that no hope to the situation. Or you can accept it from a power of curiosity. Then you surrender to it by surrendering the thoughts, the judgments, the the fear, and transforming the situation either to see the blessings in it, to see that you can create in this situation, that you still have power in the situation, that you can decide if you're going to leave this out out of love or out of fear. And there is your power. Can we change, like, uh, not just surrender to it? Because surrender, I think it also... Okay, so what if I move away from the word surrender? And let's use this COVID-19 example. Mm -hmm. It's not that I surrender to it, but I accept what's happening. I accept that it's a real situation. And if I fight against it and and I'm pissed off at it, and if I'm mad all the time because of what's happening, I'm not going to win over it. So I have to view myself. I'm floating within it. I'm accepting the facts that are happening right now and transforming them into something positive for myself and for others, if possible. Just, Just accepting what's happening out there. Exactly. Because when you accept, you invite. And when you invite, you open your heart. And that is a very powerful way of being. It creates presence. It creates abundance in your energy. And that is another level of language. It's the language beyond judgments. It's the consciousness and language together. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. 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 So if you're in a should situation, either uh, you can accept it and transform it, or if this is happening with another person, you can do a petition. And this is, we relied with the speech of acts, Diego. We petition to the other person. We ask of what we um, think we want to create with the other person. So instead of thinking that you should pick up your dirty clothes, We ask. We ask from a place of peace, not from a place of demanding or control or manipulation. We talk coming out of from ourselves, like. Wow, but so difficult, Alejandra, because I know what you're saying. I know Mm -hmm. and I understand it. Sometimes we don't say anything when when we see the clothes on the floor right mm-hmm. and we 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 see the clothes for one week we see the clothes for two weeks and the clothes is still there mm-hmm. and 
there's there's a kind of explosion when you said, "Can you pick up your clothes, your <laughs> dirty clothes?" So how how can we how can we do to um, what can we do so we can avoid the explosion? Uh -huh. Okay, so let's say that your son is not picking up his dirty clothes, and you ask him, you know, it's important to not send the message that someone is wrong and then you're right. Mm. because the person it's not they're not gonna do it not because they think something about their clothes because they want to earn their power in the relationship it doesn't have to do with the clothes if you're thinking that you're right and i'm wrong i'm going to prove you because of what i want you to see is my power in me so see if that's not happening so come to in, in, into the conversation saying, you know what, I don't know if this is right or this is wrong, but right now for me, it would be nice to see if the clothes were in the, in the bean. But it's something that it'll give me peace of mind. Would you agree to it? And that way you're honoring that it's something that you want for yourself, that you're not imposing a, a way a better way of being to someone else because then they're going to react to that because they're going to feel corrected and we don't like feeling corrected either we're children or adults and let the other person say yes say no or negotiate if the person says no i'm not going to pick my clothes up because i don't care if they're on the floor then that becomes the reality That the clothes are on the floor and we just said that if you fight with reality you're going to lose a hundred percent of the time hmm. so that is something that will make you uh happy to see those clothes on the dirty bin of, of, of the dirty clothes bin then you pick it up and you put it there and then done it's done you're happy it's it's concluded and you end the story of and woods because the other person can say yes say no or negotiate with you it's it's there you not go into their body and make them do something and then put your piece on the line because what you really want is your piece it's so difficult i think i have to i think i should i i, I should study psychologist <laughs> you said difficult and you said should But tell you what, I started out with a worse than an F. I got an F minus, right, Ali? Uh, this is why this is fantastic. Look at this. Byron Katie also, also tells us all the time, reality is sweeter than what you think or say of it. And that is a great lesson for me. Because language tends to exaggerate, dramatize, uh, create problems, divide, judge. But when I am fighting something or someone or my mind is into that mode, and I go into that place where there's a position where I could relate to this, seeing that reality is sweeter than what I'm thinking or saying of it, Then I start to release from any exaggeration in, my, in the words I am selecting or whatever judgment I'm doing. 
words as abandoned, tragedy, difficult, should, um, failure, anything that is going to condition me emotionally are out of the picture because they're not going to relate to the sweetness of the moment. And there's always a sweetness in the instant. And it's the simplicity of letting drop a belief system that is going to let me become the presence that can receive the sweetness. And it, it, it has to be through the simplicity of the language. It's like take take go Erica go and I'll, and I'll no I'm, I love that I love that I don't want uh, to forget this moment I want <laughs> I want those words in my head. <laughs> you know what I I always set examples because I think that's the easier way to comprehend because sometimes we find it difficult to grasp. So let's say let's I'm going back to the COVID situation and we're all in lockdown. If okay. I keep saying in my head I am locked up I can't do anything I'm locked up this is hell I'm trapped. It that that will contribute to my state of being. And if I just change the train of thought to saying, I am safe within my house and I have time to do this, I have time to do that, I got time to clear my desk that looks like a, the, a market, mm-hmm. I got time to get rid of a whole bunch of clothes that I've probably bought throughout the years that I don't even need and I can probably give to somebody who's in need and try to transform ideas of what we have of how much we're suffering because we're in lockdown to how much we can create because we're in lockdown. Just every time the thought comes is I go back to Byron Katie and trust me on this one, it took me a while to get Byron Katie into my system. (laughs) Like what is happening right now? What is right now as we were speaking, am I, um, is it terribly bad right now, this instant? Because this is the instant we're living. And if I just change that train of thought, I can probably contribute to something better for myself and others. That is so important what you're saying because you, you just have to manage this instant. Right. It's the only thing that we have to manage. Not a future, not a past. And what Eckhart Tolle teaches us all the time that we talked about this, this before is that the ego tries to use the present moment as a mean to an end. And most of us are using this time as something that we would like to put in a forward mode to come back to our regular life and not seeing that this is life right now. So if we could just move into seeing that this is our new reality, then we can throw all our presence into this moment and thinking that there's going to be a better future because that is going to put us right now in a place of lack. And, and we're going to, as long as it takes to change, we think that there is a better reality that is not the present moment. That's the biggest trap we can fall into right now. Mm-hmm. Diego, so, you have some thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm still thinking about my question beginning the the episode about the the different type of of speech um the the assertions uh declarations requests what's that how can i make use of it it seems like a tool or it seems um important to understand what's that and and how to apply it but i'm not sure Okay, so and I wanted to see if we, we could ta- bring we, that back before yes, the end of the show. So, so we talked about petitions, 
that we ask, mm -hmm. that the other person can say yes, say no, or negotiate. If the person says yes, then you're open to create a promise. And what the Chalmers brother teaches us is that when you create a promise, you create an agreement, then you're creating a future. You're generating a future with someone else. When the person agrees to some, let's say, cleaning up the clothes, then you'll have to, have to establish when, what, and what's going to happen. Not only saying yes, so when, what's going to happen, what's the result, what, what we're going to manifest. In the, in the extended detail that you can do this, in order for the two people, like Nika was saying, we are coming from different worldviews. How can we connect? How, how can we know that we're talking about the same thing, that we understood the same thing? And most of us, when we create promises, we don't go to all the details. And then, this is when misunderstandings happen in relationships. When we get married, you get married with so many expectations. You think that the other person is understanding the same agreement that you or your sister or your mother. So promises and establishing with the other person exactly what you want, when you want it, and what's going to happen, it's going to eradicate misunderstandings. It's, it, we're going to um, take away guilt or we're going to uh, create strong futures with other persons. So promise is going to be the second speech. The other one that is the other one that is super interesting is declarations. Because when you're zero to 10 years old, you declare how your relationships are going to be. How are you going to relate to money? Who are you? What's possible for you? If you're good enough, if you're capable, if you're going to succeed, everything is established through declarations. But declarations are not the truth. And they are current in you in an unconscious way. And they're creating your results in your life. So if you don't like the results in your relationship, in your money, in your business, in your, with your friendships, they have to do with your declarations, not the ones that you did yesterday, the ones that you did in childhood. Wow. It, so what we have, can I remove those? Yes. How, how can we move them? So how do you see them? You see them in your results. Like take a, a picture of your life right now. It's a great time to do it because we have a lot of time. Yeah. So let's say that we were playing a board game in our life right now. And there was this time in life when they were saying, okay, stop, stop right there. Everybody go back to your house. We're going to see your language observe your declarations you're gonna see what the results are happening in your life because we live in a universe of infinite possibilities if you don't have security in your economy if you're not happy in your relationships if you don't have a successful business if you are not in peace if you don't have a good relationship with your children your declarations are acting in your life so, so um, go, go, Erica, you go. No, so how can we change it? Should, should, no. Could we, could we <laughs> write them down, the new ones? Yeah, exactly. So this is a great question. First, you have to be conscious that things are not happening because of, because of my husband, because of uh, the country that I'm in, because, because guilt, guilt or, or 
creating gilding others is a trap. So what? We're, so I think we're running out of time, guys. So I think we should set a, set an exercise to do to this week for next week, so we can get a grip on what we're doing. And what Elliot, you're saying right now is we always try to find the scapegoat. We're uh, always blaming somebody else for what's happening to us. So why don't you leave us some sort of homework to do exactly. so we can grasp it and set set down to do it? I love. So this week we're going to be conscious of our language. We tr will. Create a bigger eye, like an observers of us, observing us, what words we choose, when we go to shoulds, where we can ask for strong petitions, are we closing our promises, and seeing our, maybe our bank statement and saying, if I have this money or if I have this debt, what are my declarations? What have I said to myself that this is a result? Have I said money is dangerous? I can't manage money. Mm -hmm. having, having a lot of money is dangerous. Uh, or um, having, I can maybe earn some amount of money, but not a lot of money because I think that doesn't go with my personality or whatever. Or your relationships. How have I been appearing in my relationship that this is my result? And there is where you're going to find your declarations. So declarations, you just have to see them, become conscious of them, and write a new one that is going to align with the new result that you want. Like having money is dangerous too. Having money gives you safety. From now on, I'm going to put in my savings at least dollars a month because I'm going to change my mindset from debt to savings. That is going to dissolve the declaration. Good. Guys, our time is up. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, everybody. I love it. We have homework. Yeah. Thank you, Ale. So yeah, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be writing this week. <laughs> yes. Is it, I think this is a, <laughs> if something has changed my life in a radical way, it's changing the language that I live in because you live in your language and this is so important. Excellent. That's great. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Thank bye you bye. for joining us. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today.